Now this is the nope one. The nope one. Hello and welcome back to Paranormality. My name, as always, is Harry, and I am joined by my fantastic co-host, James. How are you doing, James? Good evening, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I feel like whenever I press the record button, in my mind, I automatically go to my radio voice. I feel oh, very you? much... I've got like an yeah. on switch for my radio voice. To be um, fair, every time we're off the thing, it's always like, Hello, James! So I, just I know. I know, I'm channeling my inner partridge. Yeah. Um, People don't know your scouts, it's crazy. No, they don't. I do a really, really good <laughs> job of hiding it. Uh, so we we have a, a pretty exciting episode. It's one that as soon as I watched the film we're going to discuss, I messaged you, James, and was like, we need to talk about UFOs again, please. <laughs> we do. It was literally as the credits were rolling. So we are going to be talking about Jordan Peele's incredible film, Nope. Before we do that, you know what I've got to do, James, I've got to do the spiel. The spiel. So, the social spiel. Uh, so, before we kick off and start spoiling the film, please do give us a like on your social media of choice. We're on Facebook. We are uh, Paranormality Podcast. We are on Twitter, at Podnormality. And we are on TikTok. And I'm actually uploading TikToks at a pretty rapid rate at the moment. Yep. Uh, not doing much for the old engagement, but it is, like I was saying to you, it is quite fun yeah. to take little chunks of the episode and find the little clips. And I do spend... Interest, good, yeah. That's good fun. I enjoy you it. Do you need to release for me to, you know, doing the floss with an alien head on? You haven't released that one yet. I will I will do that at one point. <laughs> I'll, I'll get an alien mask and I'll, I'll do all the <laughs> hashtag trendings. Uh, so yeah, do follow us on your social media of choice. Uh, we will probably look at getting an Instagram if I really want to go full Steve Buscemi. Kind of that fellow, fellow kids. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm full Buscemi yet, but I might go full Buscemi no. soon. I just um, started making a page, but that's got no no engagement. So no, I did the same. I've, yeah. We've only got one friend, and it's MySpace Tom. Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, follow us on the socials, and then if you do enjoy the show five-star reviews or um, sharing this with someone sharing the podcast with someone really massively helps let's crack on then i guess should we uh do you want to tell you what james do you want to introduce the film in your own sort of like maybe three sentence blurb Ooh, okay. what is nope for you describe nope to a layman i think nope is a historically huge event in the world of media and the association with uaps ufos in it's turned the entire topic on its head and it's just rather than it being like a world saving event it's just a tiny little event that i feel like all the people that watch it who are fellow uap enthusiasts agree it's just finding evidence that's all that and it's all they want is just to get a photo of it it's not saving the planet and for me that is just a beautiful thing because it's so simple and you don't need jeff goldblum to save the day I like that. And there's also no scene where they go into the craft and miraculously it has a USB drive either. That doesn't no. exist in Nope. That's very no. true. No. No, because they use coax leads in Nope. Um, of course. So I thought what we'd do, if you haven't watched Nope, then I would suggest pausing this podcast immediately, going to your local blockbuster 20 years ago, Damn right. asking them to rent Nope, and they say, sorry, I don't know what Nope is. It's no. 2003. What are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah, we're going to Benson. And then wait. 
then wait 20 years and then stream it online like a normal person. Uh, but go and watch Nope because it is absolutely fantastic. It, it really is. Jordan Peele, anyway, is an absolutely incredible director and producer. But this film really, for me, is the closest that I can come to when I look at UAP and UFO media to think that's what I think. I, it's the Leonardo DiCaprio meme in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood <laughs> when he points at the screen like, and I remember watching it with my partner and being sort of a bit in awe at how well presented the entire film was. Yeah, uh, I went to cinema to watch it with my partner and we spoke about it for like four days yeah it sticks with you like one thing i will say is that my missus did burst out laughing at the end i will describe why it it was a moment where i had to sort of like pause the film and let her get the giggles out (laughs) because she wasn't really massively paying attention right and then the end bit is very different to the start bit and uh, i'll we'll talk about it a little bit yeah, it's a movie it, you have to pay attention from what second one to you, the last second. You do, you do have to pay yeah. attention the entire time. So she went from sort of like not really paying attention like halfway through the film and sort of like glancing up every now and again to seeing the final result of it. And it took her a bit by surprise. If you don't want to have anything spoiled about Nope, go and watch it now. Come back to us. I would suggest mm-hmm. anyone that is interested in UAPs has probably already seen this film. If they haven't, go like yeah. immediately. We'll, oh, we'll wait. We'll wait for you. <laughs> And then come back. Um, so that's the that's the overview. I want to start by saying this is the best UFO film ever made. Like you brought up, James, when you think of every other UFO film, whether that be Close Encounters, Signs, uh, Independence Day, the new Independence Day, The Day the Earth Stood Still, War of the Worlds, whenever you think of these UFO films, it's always... Oh, Arrival is a great UFO film as well. Um, Contact as well is a great UFO film. And whenever you think of these films, they are always something huge is going to happen and the world is going to blow up uh-huh. and they have to solve the alien crisis. Yeah, Tom Cruise has to run very fast and save the day or Jeff Goldblum has to plug his laptop into a mothership. Yes or they have to play the keyboard to the UFO. There's always like a, it's a big thing. It's a big deal. The military are all involved. And in Nope, they just want to take a picture of a UFO. They just, yeah. That is what the film is about. I know. They don't oh. want to save the day. They don't want to save humanity from oblivion. They yeah. want to be on Oprah. They want to take the, the, the Oprah picture. Moment. Yeah, yeah, they want the Oprah moment. It's they moment. want to take a picture of a UFO and be like... There you go, guys. Yeah. Boom. Did um the ultimate proof, isn't it? The the impossible yeah. shot, I think they call it in that yeah. in the movie. Yeah, and like you said, in every other movie, it's military. Even with Alien, who is um Alien, which is predominantly a horror movie, is still action filled and action based. Yeah. Where not to say this is movies boring at all, but the, it's minimal action. It's more tense and thrilling than anything. Yeah. Um and there's yeah, it's, like for instance, the scene where he's in the barn. Yeah, um, yeah. but and that you see like the light moving and you see the horse stuttering like the the famous scene that they show at the start of the film of the the first ever yep. film is being yep. a horse running and then the throwback to that of seeing a horse running past the slats as a, a ethereal light bathes yeah. them it it's very much a film for people who know what the phenomenon is if you like 
my partner isn't into UFOs. Like, she, it's not her thing. Yeah. So when she's watching it, there's a lot of these long conversations they have that, for me, totally enthralls me. Right, yeah. Because it it's like my absolute bread and butter. It's it's what I believe being it, it put was, on the screen. It was like listening to them was like this podcast. Just yeah. people conversing like about their phenomenon and stuff rather than just going like, why are they here? What do they you know? What do they mean? It's just like no, we gotta we need to understand this thing before yeah. we like kill it. It's it's and there there are there are themes within the film that aren't UFO related. So for instance, Duke, the character who runs the theme park, a lot of his themes are about sort of self acceptance of tragedy. So he was witness to like a terrible Lynch. event while he was yeah. a child. The constant throwback to Gordy, I think it is, isn't it? The Gordy, monkey. yeah, yeah is you can't escape nature, which then links to the fact of the eye contact with the UFO, similar to the yeah. way with the horse, because well-trained animal, you can quickly go back to its original, yeah. you know, nat natural self as it was in the jungle or whatever they're from. That's yeah. what I took from the constant gaudy um, the, conversation this, and stuff. So we'll, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll just come out now. It's not oh, a sorry. UFO, is it, James? It is not it a is UFO. Not. No, no, it's... Uh, there's a certain line in that movie which I think I said before this like, where he goes I don't think it's a ship which yeah. I remember this shivers just when like that's one of those iconic lines isn't it and, yeah because know. there is an abduction scene at Jupe's uh, yeah. retreat uh, uh, the Jupiter's claim yeah Jupiter's claim yeah there is an abduction scene at Jupiter's claim and when you think of a, a the UFO abduction in real life say in real life but you think of a big blue light that comes down uh -huh. And you think of like a tractor beam from Star Wars slowly hovering people up. Yeah. But actually what the abduction is in this is it's the creature breathing in and yeah. like swallowing people alive and digesting them. And the object that fell out and killed OJ's dad was like a set of keys or a coin. A, co a nickel, wasn't it? That, yeah, a nickel that had been like launched out. Like it was choking on it, so it spat it out. Yeah. <laughs> And it was like, that is what the thing did. It, it swallowed up a load of hikers and ate them because it was on its patch. It was yep. defending territorial. its territory. It was a yep. territorial animal defending it, its territory. The hikers were in the area. It just ate them. Just yep. like, see you later. Did the same thing at Jupe's retreat. It, he taunted it there, got the horse and taunted the thing out only for it to come across hundreds of people staring at it in awe taking pictures and it freaked the creature out so it got rid of them and that awful scene of them like slithering up oh, it's, the, the gullet of the, yeah. the beast it, it's it's graphic yeah. isn't it it's, it's very it's, graphic it's beautifully done like because the slowly revealed to like we said the spoiler is the fact that it isn't a ship like the it's a creature it's a living being yeah. to look like because it's the slow reveal of shots between clouds of things, the thing moving really fast. And yeah, it's the iconic shape that we always talk about as well. Um, yeah. You know, that cigar shape, the, the cigar shape, it, you know, it tilts a little bit before it flies. That very little integral details that make us, well, made me very excited, you know, and I'm yeah. not, you know, said like quite novice about this. So it was very, very interesting that way. And then the big, like say, when it starts sucking people up, you go, oh, okay, this is and the bit that take on it. The bit that my missus laughed at, and I loved it, I thought it was absolutely stunning watching it, was when the creature opened itself up, and it yep. sort of, and it looked like, uh, if you see 
abyssal vampire squids. If you see yep. those like frill, yes. the Dumbo squids and the frilled yeah. octopuses from the abyss, it was this real like abyssal creature. Because a lot of people say that that like an octopus isn't from Earth. Like they see these creatures and they're like, those things don't look like anything else that we've ever seen. No. And so this big reveal of it being this giant enveloping creature with tendrils, I thought it was absolutely stunning. My it's missus a, looked my missus looked up and saw what she described as, and I have the quote here, a set of curtains with a mouth. <laughs> and she absolutely lost it. And I had to pause the film as she cry laughed for about ten minutes. I think I'd say I mean fair point. Fair point. If yeah. You, but it's the reveal of it, isn't it? I think that's yeah. what made that's what made me like awe about it. Very it was... within about three minutes, it went from being a UFO to being an animal. Literally Monst- within within yeah. two or three minutes, it went from being a UFO film to a monster film. Yeah. And it was a very jarring change. And I, I say I said before we we hit record that this is like the closest thing for me to describe what the phenomena is because I don't think that they are giant sea creatures that fly around. I don't think that. But I do think that whatever we have witnessed in the air has some level of sentience to it. So David Fravor, for instance, we spoke about him. He was the the pilot that chased the Tic Tac off the Nimitz. He said that the craft that he encountered, for instance, it had a level of sentience to it. Like it was reacting to his movements. Yeah. But but the way that it moved and the speed that it moved, you would think really that anything in there, it would be hard to survive that. And if it is using like gravitational wells, then that has a sort of, that impacts time because time and space are connected, but they're relative. So personally, I'm of the opinion that the things that we see in the sky are potentially life forms, maybe an advanced AI yeah, life for like I know AI is in vogue at the moment, but like an artificially intelligent or a sentient intelligent object that yeah. we can't measure might not have consciousness, but it it might have some level of intelligence or what well, is that revealed in the movie? Life. If it's like you know, if it's organic metal, if it's no. you know, it's you don't know if it's like pure organism. You know, it's an animal because of the way it acts and the way it's portrayed. It reacts, but- yeah. You know, you don't know what it's made of, you know, because like you said, it starts off, you think it's just a regular UFO that you see in every every yeah. movie. They even take the piss out of those um, movies with the barn scene with the kids in the... Yeah, they do, you know, yeah. You know, they think the, it's The jump be a scare of them wearing yeah. the oh, yeah, alien it's a classic. Masks. Yeah, and the fact he just walks in and goes, nope. No, I love yeah. that. That's his, because he's, yeah, yeah the, character, the main character's very... Yeah, he's very, like, there is a level of just... I ain't got time for this. Yeah. You know, but I do not have yeah. I don't have the energy to deal with this right now. I don't want yeah. to be abducted by aliens. It's just that, um, nope. It's just because it's and so what most people would do. Just be like, yeah, they'd be like, absolutely no chance. Not, not having this. No, I love that. Um, but one of the one of the like key things for me that the film brought up is what everyone wants that picture to prove it. And um, if it was me, obviously the first thing you'd do is you get your phone out and take a picture of it. But it does, it just does, the, the typical trope is, oh, my battery's gone on my phone. Or the typical trope when you think of like the Chuck Clark video is, oh, the battery's running out of my camcorder. 
Yeah. But the way that they flip that on its head in this, that that whatever it is can disable car batteries yeah. and, and it, it can affect the electromagnetic field around it. And that could explain why all my batteries going is because they have some sort of interference with yeah. the electromagnetic field in the some area. Like temporary EMP that yeah. you know, emits from itself as it's flying and yeah. And so you, why they get the analog camera, isn't it? Like, and people say all the time, like, oh, well, we've got so many digital cameras now. Why can't you take a picture of it? But there could be an element where you physically can't take a picture of it. And they they take all these tropes from real life where people say, well, why don't we see them all the time? Well, because they camouflage themselves. Well, yeah. why don't you take a picture of it? Well, because we physically can't. Well, why don't you get a video of it? it? It disables the cameras. We can't. Well, are there little green men in them? Well, no, no there's not. No. no. Well, where are it, they it, from? not a clue yeah. why they're they here also, also they don't care it's like yeah. Mouth. Like, it yeah, was, yeah 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 it was just like like we said it's this whole uh, this podcast is talking maybe find more evidence to try to support either or not and that's all they're doing it's yeah. just evidence finding i love it so, i mean yeah it was but there are some genuine like horror moments in the film oh god um, yeah um the first scene where when it's all sound yes. you know with the sound and you know the bit where it like it bleeds on the house. That I just saw that as horrendous. Him. He, he, like he's just like taunting them. Yeah, I, that's what I took from that scene. Was he's just like absolutely he's just horrendous. Like, yeah, marking his yeah. territory. Like this yeah. is mine. Yeah, get out. Yeah. This is mine. You hear all those and people the, screaming. This is their blood. See that? And the like, slow, the slow crawl of the car running at the van running out of battery and the, the sound crackling and going. And, yeah. You hear about it all the time in abductions. Um, Betty and Barney Hill is a case that we will talk about at some point. I've got a lot of research to do on that because it's a mm -hmm. mad one. But when there was even someone in Wales who claims that a UFO went above his car and the first thing they say is the batteries die in their car. They can't move their car. The battery immediately yeah. stops and goes. And then they encounter a light of some description. And it does this brilliant thing of taking those tropes of real life cases but without sort of shoving them in your face without being yeah, like not hey look, satire yeah fan like... service reference like it's not star wars itself because don't get me started on the new star wars stuff but it's very uh, they, much they, like it's a lovely this um, is a thing i don't know if it's called flanderizing from yes flanderization yeah, yeah yeah from flanders from the simpsons is yeah getting the one big thing of a character or a situation and over over selling it over flaunting it over flanderizing it yeah over flander yeah um, so it it very much shows you the things that you expect to see when you think of a UFO, but okay. gives very reasonable sort of descriptions for why that might be the case. Why can't you just drive away from the thing? Well, it, it disables your battery. Yeah. Why can't you just run away from the thing? Because it will just take you. It will just yeah. it's faster, take you it's immediately. Yeah. yeah. Well, why can't we see it? Hides. You can't. Yeah. Doesn't want to be seen doesn't like it i i just i adored the film I mean, how many um, things do we miss on a daily basis because we're not paying attention so yeah like, you, you know you think you as well say, like it, i know i got a bit sciencey last time but you lose so much time from your eyes moving so i don't know if yeah. you know how vision works but if you look from one place to another if you didn't have part of your brain to cancel that movement out you would just get motion sick all the time because <laughs> if you look from your direct left to your direct right, the speed that your eye travels, it's insane. 
So your brain constantly is cutting out those little bits between you moving your eyes and you lose hours in the day. And your yeah. brain just makes up like, oh, I think that's what you should see. Yeah. It just makes it up. That's why memory so, is isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So how many things do people just miss on a daily basis? Yeah. It could be yeah. there now and you just wouldn't see it unless yeah. it wants you to see it. And if they're traveling as fast as they say they do. Like you're, like you're thousands you're, of miles an hour. Yeah, your normal eyes aren't going to pick up that level of speed. Like, nope. No way. No way. No, so the, the crafts that were seen over the Ukraine were above hypersonic. They were like yeah. Mach 20 or Mach 30. You just, you wouldn't see it even if it was there. Right. You know, I, I don't think that, like I said, these, U, I don't think UAPs are giant squid monsters that want to gobble us all up. But I do think that there is a level of sentience to them. And if they are ad as advanced as we think they could be, we've just done monkeys so that we are the gaudy. We are, we are the, the gaudy. We are the monkey that's being watched by them. Yeah. And they but, probably don't want us to try and rip their faces off. So they just think, oh, we're watching this. They are going to study and realize and keep, you know, if they want to be secret, they're going to find a way to do that. So they'll scout yeah. us fast, come up with a solution, then do that. Like, and you know, it's reconnaissance. One of the thing, one of the, the key things that is brought up quite a lot in this film is animal abduction. Yeah. So the horses are taken all the time, and it it's because the horses look at the creature and it, it uh -huh. eats them. But there is a mystery in real life behind animal abductions. I I was telling you, I was telling you just the other day, wasn't I, James? That there is a spate of animal mutilations currently happening in America, and animal mutilations have been happening for decades do you know yeah. how many people have been arrested for the tens of thousands of animals that have been mutilated over the past 60 years in the u.s do you know how many people have been arrested found evidence of a person doing this you know the number i'm gonna say zero yeah zero no is one has ever been convicted of animal mutilation before and there is a current spate across the u.s and it was in mainstream media and we'll talk about this in a minute but it was in the mainstream news a few weeks ago that cows and cattle are having their eyes and their tongues and their genitalia removed with precision of surgical removal. So it's not like... So one of the people, one of the things that people always go to is, well, it could be coyotes. They go for the eyes and the tongue and yeah. the genitals because they're there and they're fleshy and they can easily get mm. to them. That's coyotes go to medical school as well. So that's a yeah, yeah. huge theory. But I don't know if you know much about coyotes, but they don't have opposable thumbs and they can't use scalpels. No, great exams though. So, yeah, no. yeah, they do. They do the the written and oral stuff really well, but it's the practical stuff they fall yeah. down on. Yeah, but um, everyone, everyone that's, going on, <laughs> that's going on TikTok, isn't it? Um, but when you look at an animal that's been, because I I'm from the I'm from the countryside, me I, I me lived too. on farms for a long time. Um, and I've seen chickens, for instance, that have had their heads cut off, but like annihilated by foxes, and it's not surgical. It's anything but surgical. It is horrendous. It's brutal. There's blood everywhere. There is cartilage and bone strewn. There's flesh, lumps of it everywhere. Um, these cre these cattle that are being mutilated in America right now are having areas of their body removed. And when they look at the wounds, they are surgical precision and cauterized. I don't know an animal that can that can do that personally. Yeah. And so it comes back to nope where animal abduction is a big part of the film. It's a huge part of the, huge film. Part of the film. 
yeah. not to the extent of them having like bits removed and stuff but that again there is this real life trope of all cattle mutilations and crop circles and it's like no those that happens and no one can explain why it happens how yeah. it happens and who's doing it like crop circles i don't believe in because you can go out with some sticks and barrels and you can do some crop circles tonight but i Good couldn't one. go out and kill a cow in such a way that there's no blood present at the scene and then remove all the blood from the animal yeah. and then remove the genitals and remove the eyes and remove the tongue and then lay the animal down and then get away and then not be any disturbance no, in the scenery that. at all that's weird that's I mean, weird like even with even you if, if there's some crazy ass surgeon on the loose that just loves animal genitalia like there'll be that, that one surgeon has been doing it for 60 years all across america yeah. And yeah. he's never been caught. He's also he's done it to thousands. He's done yeah. it to thousands of animals. Um, but it, and it's all this. Sorry, it's all the same sort of stuff. The eyes. It's all pretty clinical across the board. Like with Bob Lazar, gravitational waves and the way these craft move and the and they tilt, they move. There is a shared descriptor between them. Exactly the same with these animal mutilations. There is a shared descriptor between yeah. them. And Nope plays really well on that. That it gets all those small details right. Yeah. The way the craft moves, what it's after, how it hides, like it gets the five observables into said, the film. Yeah. And I've never watched a film where those five observables are all present and so well respected. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think that moves on quite nicely to the next little chat because I, I tell you what, I'll open it up to you first. When, before I contacted you and I was like, Hey, James, do you want to talk about UFOs? Yeah. What was your thoughts on maybe how it came across or what what it was in the media, like the History Channel, Nature and Aliens, that sort of stuff? Like, what was your view of what the UFO stuff was all about? I know that's quite an open question, but you, you yeah, know. Yeah, um, I think from. I said on the first episode, it was very much like the world's, I think the universe is way too big for a not to be extraterrestrial life. Um, I never saw as world threatening or like as a lot of films portray I never saw it as in oh you know UFOs are here to scare us you know it's yeah it's not too similar to us observing the ocean you know it's yeah it could but just every be... time every time you would see a UFO story in the news how was yeah. it sort of like presented to you as a piece of content it was always sort of jokey I think it was almost satirical it was this crazy guy in you know Alabama saw this you know UFO abducted him him and his wife and now they come back like it was never from the point of science it was almost <laughs> gossip I think is the way I always saw it it was always there's a crazy old lady talks about UFOs it was never from a point of you know seriousness here's a, like, like here's a top gun pilot who has decades of experience who is a trained observer and here's what he witnessed it yeah it was very like, much here's what billy bob saw in yeah, his trailer like, i never knew about you know the nimitz or fravor or any bob bazaar and if those sort of things don't appear in generic um media per se the mainstream and, uh, mainstream I, thing, I, yeah i hate the term mainstream media because it's been taken over by i don't want to get political on this podcast but it's been taken over by a certain sect of people with a certain yeah. branch of political leaning where they just scream msn mainstream media but the mainstream media never took this subject seriously when i was a kid no um, it was 
it was i never i like you know i never followed actively followed it um i never disputed it i always thought like you know it is what it is pretty much but you'd um, see it on the tv and it was like oh there's the x-files music like you said it's yeah it was parodying itself just probably yeah. to calm the you know the masses down uh yeah that's the way it was always portrayed to me was always you know seeing so, old people seeing seeing frisbees again so it's interesting that because we, we're obviously of the same generation so we grew up seeing the same things x-files was about i was a bit too young to watch x-files but x-files was about and men in black was about and independence day came out and it was all very over the top and comic that's yes. how i would describe 90s ufo media was a comedy as such but it's interesting because it didn't start like that so i've, I've done a little bit of research over the last sort of week or so into the sort of media portrayal of ufos and yeah. really it all does start with roswell i know that that is a bit cliche as such um and i purposely don't ever want to do a roswell episode by the way because everyone has done a roswell episode and we of are course. not adding anything to that discussion <laughs> so apart from the fact that i was there yeah unless you've got the picture of of the alien Imagine yeah, open it. yeah Man's that's fake surreal <laughs> <laughs> um but in the 40s it was a big deal because the u.s had just come out of world war ii and i don't know if you know this do you know the term foo fighter not yeah, yeah. Dave Grohl band. So yeah, I know Foo Fighters. Yeah. So the term Foo Fighters was in the uh, was like in World War Two, and both sides, Axis and Allies, both saw craft in the air all the time, constantly, yeah. and they didn't know what it was. And the Germans thought it was Allies, and the Allies thought it was the Axis, and they came up with like Fubar. They came up with the term Foo Fighter. It was a Fubar fighter. So. It was taken seriously, and then after World War II finished, and a lot of German scientists came to the U.S. and the like, they said, you know, these craft that you had, we saw them flying in formation at like sixty thousand feet, and we saw them going insane distances, and they would just like hover on our radar. How did you make those things? And the, the German German scientists would say, we we didn't make those things. You made those things, right? Yeah. No. And the Germans were like, well, here's a load of plans that we have trying to make those things, but we never made those things. You made those things. And it was at that point that they realized that it was nobody. Yeah, right. And again, we've spoken about this. Active war zones are hotbeds for UAP phenomena. Yeah. That's why Ukraine is currently seeing a spate of UFOs and UAPs. So in the, in the 40s, they were taken quite seriously. And the Roswell incident happened and that changed things because that was the first time people thought well the government aren't telling us everything here something's not right there it i mean you've seen the famous newspaper article right you've seen the front page of the newspaper that says ufo has crashed in roswell that was a sure, front I, I have seen that, that. Was a, have you not that was a uh, google it now front page roswell it was front page news on every national newspaper in the united states and the next day the U.S. government said, "No, no, no, it's not a UFO. No, it was a weather balloon." And there were, and the the newspaper articles talk about beings in the craft, metallic objects found, huge military presence, and then the next day, nothing. None of that. None of that information is being told again, and information was suppressed immediately. Boom. No one 
within the military spoke about Roswell afterwards. It was done. Sorry, we uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking at all the front page. I'm forgot there was a whole TV show called Roswell. Um, sorry, it just oh yeah, no, me. <laughs> there wasn't that. But there were national front page yeah, but, newspapers. Yeah. Crashed disc in Nevada desert. It's it was the start of these guys are telling us everything. So that was where it began. And then during the 50s and 60s, it was it dominated news, but not to a satirical level that it got to in like the 80s and 90s. Yeah. You, can, but, you can just tell by, like say, the, just the first few you can see, it definitely came from a point of seriousness. Yeah. Like, the world needs to know this. And there was also, uh, there's a very famous case called the Battle for Los Angeles. And that was of a craft that was shot down above LA. This craft appeared, spotlights lit the thing up in the air, and the military spent hours shooting this thing. And I mean, unloading artillery over yeah. Los Angeles. Um, I think again, if you've not seen it, give it a quick Google because it will, it will sort of blow your mind that this was a thing that just happened. This is the sort of start of people not trusting what the government is saying. Yeah, and then in the fifties and sixties, there was a rash of UFO sightings. It was every day another newspaper. Or another regional news news TV show news crew were reporting on a UFO or a craft of some description or a being or someone was abducted or there's a Mothman in New York and it it was like fever pitch overload yeah. but it wasn't like people making fun of it it was very no. much like we've seen this stuff what the hell's going on and you need information it got to a point yeah it got to a point and you think of fifties TV stuff like Twilight Zone came out in the 50s and 60s and it sort of captured people's imaginations okay just at the right moment and then project blue book was launched and that investigated ufos from like 1952 to 1969 and it basically was aimed at just debunking everything ufos don't exist they aren't real go and see that woman who said that she saw a ufo tell her at swamp gas that person in those 25 people in new york that saw an object tell them it was a blimp yeah. and uh, Dr. J. Allen Hynek was the, the leader of Project Blue Book, and he came out afterwards and said that he had done so much damage to ufology because he was told, debunk everything and explain them as misidentifications or natural phenomena. And that's where the whole swamp gas comes from. Right. Don't believe anything you saw was real. There is a natural a natural way to describe everything. And there's pictures in the, in the 60s of like UFO craft, like cylindrical crafts, above buildings and the official reasoning given for them is it's a reflection of the moon what are you talking about and so there was a very concerted government effort to have ufos ridiculed and that's exactly what happened and all through the 70s and the 80s and the early 90s everything that you saw about ufos was billy bob in his trailer it was crazy man saw something at night it was stupid yeah. tv shows it was silly music being shown. It was just everything you see is comedy. This yeah. isn't real. It's all ridiculous. And anyone who's seen this stuff, they're drunk or they're hysterical or they're suffering from psychosis. None of it's real. It's all sensationalized. We'll shove all the UFO news. It all goes into the tabloid media. It doesn't go on mainstream media. And that's still no. that still persists still today. No. Yeah. Still to this day, the only times you'll see real 
UFO reporting done is in things like the Sun or the Daily Mail or the Express, and those are newspapers that are just trash, you, just they garbage. And black, don't they? He yeah. picks up one of those gossip magazines and he's okay. like, "This is the best way to find it." Like the New York West. Post, yeah, and like, it's all tabloid media and fodder, and it's all over sensationalized. And I've been looking into a lot of stuff recently from the early nineties. Yeah, all of the sources that I'm finding are completely over journalized they're flanderizing these stories yeah where it will be a guy in in south wales who is suffering from an acute illness because he came into contact with the uap and the entire thing's just made of a joke this crazy man thinks he's mm. sick because an alien touched him and it it's very much to be fair to that journalist though there are a lot of swamps in wales but that's what that's what it became and we were talking about it earlier you you and me both grow up grew up in an environment where ufos were mocked you believe in ufos oh my god yeah. you believe Which in aliens even, you go back to randy quaid obviously off a national yeah alien, yeah apparently. um even when aliens are revealed in that movie he's still ridiculed he's still the nutter still yeah. the nutter and yeah. it's even giant spaceships it's, everywhere. even when <laughs> it's proved yes randy quaid you were abducted that by aliens. You, they that. are real. And what happened? What happens in that film is that the government were hiding it the entire time. Yeah. And they said, "Look at the crazy man. Look at the drunk crazy man." Yeah. Look at Bob Lazar. He saw here. a little. He saw a little green man. He's a maniac, and you should never believe him. Also, if you want to laugh, the see, the original scene where he flies up into the craft and blows it up. Yeah. There is a deleted scene where he does that in his crop duster. And it's hilarious. I was because, much longer to see that. No, it looks ridiculous because he's flying alongside like F-16 fighter jets doing like and 600 it's... miles an hour in his little crop duster with his like, with his little leather hat on. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a nice little caveat. But in the, things sort of started to change a little bit because there were a few serious films there was close encounters then the x-files was just this monolith of a thing where actually not all the x-files was about ufos and stuff it's ironic paranormal it was, it? yeah it was one of the very few things they didn't really talk about that much was yeah. ufos but instantly it was associated with it and it was a very serious show it's a good but show. then but then we'll go back to nope because there was a point a few years ago something changed and yeah. what was that thing james the declassification of their um government videos regarding navy the videos UFOs. yeah and that wasn't a sensationalized tabloid piece no. that was the new york times front page the new york times ran a story the government is lying to you they are not telling the truth these are videos of craft and we don't know what they are here is a pilot who interacted and chased a craft and just in that short time, we've had a full 60 minutes episode on David Fravor and on yes. these vehicles and on these craft. I know he gets a lot of flack. Joe Rogan has done a lot for the UAP scene over the last few years. Personally, I can't stand the bloke, yeah. but he has done an awful lot in regards of normalizing and rationalizing something that has always been seen as irrational. Always. Yeah. The phrase I'll always go back to is when I used to tell people... Even a few years ago, yeah, yeah, I believe in UFOs. You believe in aliens. And I'd be like, well, no, I don't believe in aliens because I don't think there's little green men in this craft. And I think that the craft themselves are more 
interdimensional or they're maybe already here and they're sort of like transmediums and they're probably actually in the oceans like people would look at me like i just told them that i'd like slapped an orphan uh, like what are you talking about what deservedly so but now i'm finding that when i talk to people about ufos and aliens well not aliens but when i talk to people about the uap phenomena there is a sort of bit more level of acceptance and i find it weird that we live in a time where the government has said oh, aliens yeah they're real and everyone's gone oh, okay people keep saying when's disclosure gonna happen it's happened happened yeah. a few years ago guys they literally told us they have craft not from this planet they said we have other world craft not made on earth and people went okay cool, cool. yeah tag of bells opened great yeah like the world's ending and we're like we're dealing with covid and the world's ending and there's war that is, sorry that is the perfect time to release something as big as that is when the whole world's under lockdown and people like, are just like i don't have the energy to deal with this right now sorry just apathy or maybe yeah. they release covid in time <laughs> now like, you're really going down the rabbit now hole. i'm going down the rabbit hole here. yeah there's there's definitely been a shift change between people wanting to watch grainy videos on the history channel or pyramids were made by aliens or i was abducted and i married a martian like though we don't see those things really anymore we do to a certain extent you know because tv has to be entertaining and they they have to make those shows because they yeah. get okay ratings and you can sit down and watch them and have a bit of a laugh with it plus like we, like we discussed in the last episode if you believe in it you believe in yeah, it power like, no gonna, yeah power to you yeah no one's gonna persuade you otherwise if you right. think that aliens built the pyramids that's cool show yeah. me why because i'm sure it's interesting yeah and also so, i don't get how intelligence and time are linear that, do you know what i mean like, i don't get like how that makes sense to me like there has been over the last few years a definite change in the way that the media is portrayed and i yeah i agree with you that nope feels like a turning point uh, it's also i don't think if it wasn't for like the declassification and like you said the change in opinions and temperament in regards to the acceptance and it nope wouldn't be made no not at all like it was that would i mean it's great that jordan peele have the two movies which are fantastic equally previous but the subject matter the story i just don't think people would have accepted it as a an alien i quote you know alien movie no because the change because like so i i've always believed in ufos and i have always dealt with the like i said earlier you believe in ufos well, what are you talking about yeah. but i can guarantee you that people went out of that film nope who maybe don't research or don't look into the stuff as much as i do which is almost everyone on earth i think but <laughs> there will be people that watch that film and thought hang on what you said uap what the yeah. hell is a uap what's he talking about and they will have gone home and they will have gone on the internet and they will have typed in uap yeah. and then they'll be hit with videos from the navy did you mean oap just a flying granny <laughs> <laughs> just a little old lady yeah. Yeah. I thought the scream was it was her just like ah what a bourbon woo yeah, yeah. Uh, said bourbons are great yeah oh where's my paint ginger I'm missing um, tipping point <laughs> and um there will be people that watch that film who will have gone home and they will oh they might have even been in the cinema and they'll be like what's a UAB and then they will be hit by not 
Billy Bob in his trailer got abducted and he had a probe stuck up his bum. But he, they'll actually be finding lots of people asking for science on this stuff. Mm-hmm. The director of NASA has come out and said, we have seen things on our satellites that we can't explain. And there's a press, NASA are doing a press conference, I think this week, um, on UAPs. And it's going to be a bit of a nothing burger. It's probably going to be sort of like, oh, we've seen a few things. But NASA's director openly says, we don't know what these things are. Like, we have observed them for literally decades. And now we need to get scientific evidence on what these things are. We need to study this because it's something that, and here's the key thing, is a national security threat. That's the bit, bit because now they've got Space Force and now they've got the military involved. They can say, well, there's a military threat, so we need... We can't... These things lock our radar and they jam our weapon systems. We don't know what they are, so we should look into these. And also, they oust... uh, Someone... Here's what's mad. A Navy officer on CNN a few years ago, Sean Cahill, who was witness to the Nimitz event, and he said these objects outstrip the US government's military by up to a thousand years. He said that on CNN and the host of CNN went, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so that would that would be like going back to 1000 AD where yeah. they're swinging swords about and they haven't invented the crossbow and they're chucking rocks at each other and they're slinging, you know, stones out of catapults and they're showing up with tanks and fight jets Uh, intercontinental ballistic missiles and nuclear weapons and hypersonic velocity missiles and the Eurofighter and turning up and then the local is being like oh, should we poke at them with our pointed sticks? That's the difference like that is the difference that we're seeing in terms of what is in front of us and over the last few years, that conversation has changed from they're a threat to hillbillies walking home <laughs> drunk to this could be an existential threat to all of humanity. Yeah. And it's also the same reaction from the reporter. No, that's interesting. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, cool. No, comma. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, really? Oh. It's a threat to humanity. It's a scene from Donut Cup, isn't it? When DiCaprio wails at the presenters. But, um, yeah, there is a shift change within the media. It's not all the way there because they Something will that... they will wheel out the nutcase every now and again to talk about crop circles, but it's getting there. Yeah. And it's why I love doing this show because you told me the other day that you were researching Havana Syndrome. And it's like, that's what we need people to do. Yeah. I don't want to see... Like, I know I'm going to probably sound stupid when I say this. I don't want to see any more... UFO videos or pictures of, ooh, look at this. Ooh, look at this spaceship I saw. Yeah. I don't want to see, see that. I saw three objects moving in the sky. Oh, they were flapping with wings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, look birds, at, mate. Look no. at this giant cratery light that I can see in the sky every night. It goes in the day, yeah. but it's always there. Like, I don't want to see those videos anymore. I think it's the back of the sun. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> what I want to see is data and evidence and, like, the scientific method showing what these things are. Yeah. Sean Cahill saying these things outstrip our entire military. Why? We see these things 
traveling thousands of miles an hour. Why? How? How does it do that? Yeah. We see these things vanish off of radar. How? Yeah. How does it do that? Yeah. And I think that those questions will be answered, but it's very early days. I think we're back at the 40s at the moment with the media portrayal. I got it. I get what you mean. Yeah. And unfortunately, I feel like we're there with the government as well. Uh, yeah. Um, but do you think it's going to be cyclical? As in eventually it'll go back round to being farcical, then go back down? I think down it will. To... I, I, think, I genuinely think that if, if the momentum that the scene has at the moment, that the UAP community has, if that momentum doesn't stick and that the oddballs get plucked out, so like uh -huh. Stephen Greer... Stephen Greer at a press conference to say, all of these people sat beside me today are high-ranking officials in the military. We're here today to do a three-hour presentation to tell you that UFOs are real and that we've been encountering them for years and that we know what these things are. And Stephen Greer has gone from that to now you can sit in the desert, you can pay him five grand to sit in the desert and meditate and see orbs. Like, that's what he's turned into. And I think that if if the momentum that it has at the moment sticks and people ask the right questions, that something will come of it. Yeah. But I think that what the government could very, very easily do is say that nutter in the in the uh, in the desert, interview him for telly. Put get him on the TV. Get him on the yeah. TV now. Um, that that guy over there, the drunk, the the drunk guy who is off his face all the time. Go go and ask him if he's seen it if he's ever seen an alien. That's the worry that I have is that this there's something that's been launched called the AROO, the Arrow Office within the government, and it's there to investigate UFO sightings. Right. Okay. For me, for me it's a it's a Project Blue Book all over again. And we're at a yeah. very dangerous place where every single UFO sighting could be called a drone. Oh and yeah. Every UFO sightee could just be called nonsense. Hungry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're just doing it for. So instead of it being Internet someone clout, wanting to it? get on the local news and it's swamp gas or it's a balloon or it's a refraction of the sun, what we're now going to see is they want to be Instagram famous, they want to be TikTok famous, and it's just a drone and they did it themselves or it's CGI. And I think yeah. we're at a very dangerous balancing point where. Both of those things are equally as likely to happen. We yeah. push hard enough and the truth comes out, or the government push harder and everything's a drone. And I think that's the danger. And funnily enough, Jeremy Corbell a few years ago released a video of someone taking a video through like a night vision goggle of a triangular object, a pyramid object flashing, flashing its a light of some description. And the way that the the bokeh on the camera worked is it it, it couldn't have been an artifact of the camera an yeah. artifact of the camera creating it so like if you zoom in on a star on your digital phone you will notice that it goes octagonal and it's because the lens on your phone is an octagonal lens and when you zoom in on a point of light it creates the shape of your yeah, phone yeah. lens and lots of ufo pictures you see on reddit are octagonal dots in the sky where someone zoomed in and they don't know what it is but it's just an artifact of digital zoom on your camera making us a, a point look like an octagon and so what first came out is people said well it's just a it's just a plane in the sky and the artifacting of the cameras made it into a triangle so there we go job done Easy. just that yeah. 
Well, they said the other day that it's not an artifact of a camera and it's not a drone. So oh, we no. still have videos coming out and people don't know what they are. Yeah. And the government are like, we don't know what this thing is. And everyone's like, cool. <laughs> Eurovision's on. Yeah, look at it, them clingies. <laughs> yeah. You can't just say, I don't know what this is and walk away. It's it's mad, but it's a good chat. I feel like I've cleared the air there. Just, yeah, you've karate chopped the air. It was very, very good. Karate, karate <laughs> chopped it. Karate chopped the air. It was all funny. So yeah, the, the overriding themes from this is government bad, media Nobody's bad. Good. Nobody's good. Aliens are going to kill us all. Thank you for joining yeah. me, James. I've also watched Noob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice to leave with an existential dread every time. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a yeah. bit of a world-ending crisis. Why not? You make a you make a big dude feel tiny. It's very good. Yeah, I like it. So <laughs> next week, James. Yeah. I'm. So I've told you we've got two. Tell you what, I'm going to do a virtual coin flip. So we've got two cases that I've researched over the last Great. few last few days. Uh-huh. And one of them is the, um, what was it called? Oh, the um, Savannah aerial Lights. school, the aerial school um, sighting in Zimbabwe where lots and lots of children all saw a shared experience. Uh-huh. And then the other one is the Phoenix Lights. Phoenix Lights. So sorry. I'm going to say Phoenix Lights is tails because children in Zimbabwe have heads. Some so, will have tails, but yeah, at that point. Uh, it's a very, very small percentage, but a <laughs> yeah. few might. Um, so, heads or tails, James? Oh, uh, tails. Okay, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. It's heads. So, next week, we will be doing the aerial school sighting in Zimbabwe. Great. It's one of my favorites because it's a shared experience yeah. between about 60 or 70 witnesses all saw the same thing. Documented. It's a very famous case. And I'm very excited to jump into it. Great, um, love it. And then we'll we'll do Phoenix Night, uh, Phoenix Nights. We'll do Phoenix Lights another Patreon time. I guess. Review. Yeah, yeah. We'll just review <laughs> the old Peter K. Panny McGill <laughs> show. Uh, so I've I've had a I've had a nice time today, James. What yeah, yourself? me too, buddy. Oh god, I love it every time. Not so much existential dread, but you'll get no, it. I didn't get scared so much this time. It was no. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll scare you next week. Don't worry. He's dead. So yeah, next week. Aerial school in Zimbabwe. Um, if you have any other sort of sightings or cases you want me to yeah. do some research into, let me know. Anyone listening to this who, who wants me to babble on at James and terrify him about a specific case, let me know. Um, again, follow us on all the socials. We're on TikTok, Paranormality Podcast. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Easiest way to find us is our link tree, linktr.ee slash paranormality podcast and until next time my name's been harry i'm james and i forgot the tagline so we'll just go from here again it's something about the skies i don't know and whatever open, open the skies and eyes are wide like something like that, that. oh you should see it <laughs>